Hi there, and welcome to Red Branch Media. You've got Marin Hogan here, and we're going to talk about all things marketing, leadership, and career related. Do you have a topic you'd like to hear us cover? Send it in to Marin, M-A-R-E-N, at redbranchmedia.com. Here's how I scare new candidates into their best job ever. As we've hired more people and watched people walk out the door, interviews with me have gotten a lot scarier. In fact, I often tell interviewees and job candidates that it is my job to scare them as much as possible before they accept a career here. Why? Well, in one sense, it's the most honest form of employer branding. Many, many people love working here, but even more people are not ideally suited to this team. Hiring them based on their or my false assumptions and branding promises would be a guarantee of crummy work relationships, disappointed reviews, and frustrating clashes over what our culture looks like. Hiring people is a heady time. You're excited about what a new perspective can bring to your team. The new hire is psyched to make their mark in an organization. And if you hire many entry-level folks, as we do here at Red Branch, you're both just waiting to see what this brand new entry in the field can actually do. But if you move too quickly, or let your excitement get the better of you, or use your desperation to get someone in the role to justify a little white lie, then you're going to regret it down the line. I promise. Here's how I stopped faking it and started hiring better people. First, I frame the discussion better. There are things about working here, or pretty much anywhere, that are boring, repetitive, and even downright arduous. I don't, and you shouldn't, hide these from candidates. According to Glassdoor, job seekers want the following. Company culture and values, career growth opportunities, salary and compensation, work-life balance, and location or commute. So I stress those things when I speak to them. Let's break some of them down. First, you're going to love it here or hate it here. Culture and values. Our culture is based on the assumption that everyone who accepts a position here knows we only hire grown-ups. This doesn't mean that you can't care for your sick mom after her surgery or have a young child and build a work-flex position that suits you. It doesn't mean you can't coach soccer league early in the afternoons or move to Oregon to follow someone you love. You can plan a trip to Japan or create custom art pieces. These are all things that people at Red Branch Media have done. What it does mean is you get your work done. You don't gossip. I have no desire to be your mom, and you join up with our weekly activities because they're designed to help you blow off steam and make your work life more pleasurable. All the time, I read articles about how employees don't want to join in a happy hour or take walks with their team or socialize outside of work. And while I would never force someone to do these kinds of things, I always wonder, why did they take the job? Is it because no one was honest about the kinds of things the company values? At our interviews, I tell each person what kind of person thrives at Red Branch Media. Then I tell them that if they're hired, they're responsible for the culture. After all, culture is recreated by the group, and we've worked really hard to shape it. But the truth is, culture grows organically by those who tend it. Not willing to do that? Then you don't get to complain about a culture that doesn't reflect you. As a leader, I'm always happy to empower people who want to invest in our culture in some way. Everyone helps with Instagram. Each employee has a hand in onboarding new hires. We celebrate important dates for every employee, and we invite candidates to hang out during our Friday Eat and Mean so they can see the real Red Branch. You get a two-month grace period. After that, you're held responsible for your actions. This is where smaller companies have the advantage. Not only can I offer rapid growth, I can virtually promise it. When the company is growing at a fast rate in the beginning, there's room for almost everyone to advance, and really quickly. Lucky me. But I won't promote just any average worker, and your company probably doesn't either. Of course, in larger companies, the recruiter, the manager, and the HR pro may all be working from different angles, and it may be very difficult for a recruiter to promise career growth with any ability to deliver on that promise. 
61% of employees say new job realities differ from expectations set during the interview process. The underlying point being, they don't like that. You wouldn't either, so don't make promises about career growth that you can't keep. When I talk to candidates about what advancing here at Red Branch takes, again, I go for the fear factor. Here's what won't get you promoted. Tenure. Warming a seat for a certain number of years or months means nothing. Managing things. Management is important, but if tactical pieces are falling through the cracks and you're simply pointing it out, you're a consultant, not a valuable employee. Identifying problems. See above. I need a solution from you. Requesting a promotion. Or showing me what other people in your position get paid. Here's what does merit a promotion in our organization. Progressively taking on more responsibility. Making a mistake and learning from it. Applying that learning the next time you encounter that situation. Taking something off the plate of myself or a colleague. We actually call this taking the wheel and there's no ego involved. It's simply managing something so well that your manager or colleague doesn't even have to ask about it. It's just done. And a great attitude when asked to do something small or large. You can get away with making a lot of mistakes in our organization if you have a good attitude and a lack of ego. Your organization may be different. I'm sure that it is. The point is to be honest about what it looks like to advance in an organization because that is what many job candidates care about. Another thing we say is, or that I say, is I don't want to see you here after six because you can't manage your time. This one is pretty unique to Red Branch Media and it plays into work-life balance. I don't want anyone who works for me to be stressed out. This doesn't mean I don't have incredibly high standards. It means I train every new hire to their peak productivity. I show them the most efficient way to do things and help them produce more in less time. Virtually every day, the office is empty by 5 or 5.30. Most people take off even earlier. Our work-life balance means we work really hard and really efficiently so we can leave. People used to taking frequent breaks, water cooler chats, long lunches and meetings where they can swipe left, today's version of multitasking, don't tend to thrive here. Our goal is not to extend our work over an eight-hour period. It's to condense our productivity into a tiny little cube and then put that cube in a drink at about 3.30 on Friday. Yeah, we take a walk or play a game of ping pong to clear our minds. We always take time to Instagram someone's on-point outfit or check out a funny video. But then at about the 10-minute break, it's back to work. I know a lot of this sounds harsh, but if an employee were going to work for a dragon lady like myself, they should probably know ahead of time, don't you think? If a job seeker craves this kind of leadership, then chances are you'll jump at the job. But if a candidate strongly feels like I should invest in therapy, then you're probably better off at a different kind of workplace. I need to be clear about this in the interview. The fact is, I need to scare them. Don't like podcasts or do you want to hear these in written form? Check out Marinated, M-A-R-E-N-A-T-E-D dot com.